At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in this morning. We appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game's guessing lines. Guessing lines for week number 17 in the National Football League. Wyatt Tomchek in for Kelly Bidlin. Good morning to you, Wyatt. Good morning, Gil. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. Uh, we will get into all the games. Uh, if you're new to guessing lines, it's a uh, throwback to the old Stardust radio show of the same ilk. I'm in a cocoon. I don't know the lines. The star of the show the director of the South Point Sportsbook here at the uh, tip of the strip here in Las Vegas, Christy Andrews, my mishbuka, will tell us what he's putting up at the end of the show on the actual betting board. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Gil. Good morning. Uh, it's a very nice Steelers getup you have here. After that game the other night, I had no choice. Very important game. As far as, like, non-playoff games, just the – the way everything worked out, and I saw Rocky Blyer interviewed, yeah. said, you know, if Franco had died a year ago, or Franco died a year from now, this game would not have had the same significance. But he died two days before the game, two days before they're going to retire his number, mm-hmm. the day before his uh, the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, and, you know, they had Raider guys there, and some great film clips, you know, with... Franco and Phil Villapiano. Yes. I mean, great. Gr- please go Google that at YouTube at whatever and find it. ESPN had a great segment. Those two became great friends after that play. It's really remarkable. But other than playoff games, Super Bowls, that was one of the most important games in the history of the Steelers, at least in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have people in my life who are big Raider fans. And even at the end, I mean, they were – I, they wanted to win that game, believe me. They really want. Well, but, you know, I was going to say, how many people after that result said either out loud or to themselves, there was no possible way Pittsburgh could have lost this game tonight? You know, even that last drive. Yeah. And I, we needed a touchdown out of Kenny Pickett. They hadn't scored a touchdown all game. They're, they're going to score. They're going to score here. They're going to win this game. Everybody should be not, not to, everybody should be so lucky to be a fan of a, of a franchise, one of the great franchises. I always say the last day at RFK was one of the most significant games yeah. in, in Washington history as well. It ha- it same field, this obviously, the passing of one of the Steelers' greats. In your heart of hearts, did he catch the Immaculate Reception? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Why would you even ask me that? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. Would, would it have survived re- replay today? They wouldn't have had an angle on it back then. They had no angle. And cameras are different. After yeah. further review. Okay. First of all, if, like, oh, I, you know, Frenchie touched the ball. First of all, let me explain the laws of physics to you. <laughs> You do not catch a ball and miss it, and it bounces back 20 yards. That's not how you miss that a catch. That is correct. That I, that I will give you. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And it was a stupid rule anyway. I mean, they, they got rid of that rule. Two offensive players in a row can't touch them. Yeah. That was such rule. a stupid rule. Yeah. It's an idiotic rule. You know what's funny? Yesterday, this has nothing to do with guessing lines, which we'll get to momentarily, but the, the end of the first half of the Bucks celtics game yesterday – uh, the Bucks were catching three in the first half, and they were going right around the number back and forth like a, a bunch of times. And then literally at the end, J- uh, Jalen Brown got fouled on a three, and he missed all three free throws, and the Bucks got the cover, which was an unbelievable thing. Yeah. And I thought to myself, it was like, how many times, Wyatt is a Bucks fan, how many times has anyone ever missed all three free throws, getting back to your like rule about how two people can't, couldn't touch the ball on offense in the NFL back then? And I remember when I was super young, like not even, I can't even say a kid, like I, my distant, most distant memory, when we were kids, th- those players used to get three to make two. Three to make two. And they used to miss three all the time. Yeah, I, I, I can remember, I'm about 99.9% sure it was Julius Irving one time. Yeah. Went to the line for the cover, not for the win. Yeah. And missed all, th- and I was working at the start of, so 1979, guys lined up to cash their ticket, and Dr. J missed all three. Jeez. All right. Anyway, back to the Steelers. Yeah. It was a huge game, and uh, like I said, even the uh, Raider fans in my life couldn't begrudge me that moment too much. Yeah, no, nor should you be. A great moment in uh, Steelers history. Sorry, it had to be in the, under the circumstance of uh, Franco Harris's yeah. uh, passing away. We have a lot of lines to guess. The point of this uh, exercise is to extract value. First look at Week 17 lines in the NFL, and in the process, we'll look back at everything that has happened thus far this weekend with, of course, of course, the uh, Chargers and Colts still to come tonight. I have no pre-flop play on that game, quite frankly. Uh, but let's get to it. We'll talk about Survivor. We'll talk about everything. Guessing lines. The formal introduction with Chrissy Andrews. All right, Wyatt, what's first? What's Thursday? Thursday night, we have the Titans facing off against the Cowboys. That's at Tennessee, correct? Yes, at Tennessee. Sorry, let me flip that. Okay. Um, Dallas, here's the, th- so this is what, and now we're at the point in the season with two weeks left where we have to know all the implications for every team when it comes to the postseason, what the motivations are, what the chances are. And this is, we start off with one of these. So Dallas, Dallas is going to be the number five seed unless they win twice the rest of the way and the Eagles lose twice. That's just how it is for Dallas. So, uh, against the Eagles and boy, if you had the Eagles, I hope you had the plus six and at least got a push out of this. Wyatt, what number did you have? Definitely wasn't the plus six. I think you got a plus four and a half. That's a brutal push or loss if you were an Eagles backer in this one against the Cowboys. Down three to nothing. Cowboys had a first and ten at their own 47. Prescott, pick six. Josh Sweat, 52 yards of the house. Ten to nothing. Philly, this is with Gardner Minshew at quarterback in for Jalen Hurts. Down ten to seven. Cowboys went for it fourth and eight. At the Philly 45, perhaps a first-half play that people will forget about. 12.58 left in the half. Bailed out by an illegal contact penalty. Three plays later, Prescott to C.D. Lamb, who had a great game. 36-yard touchdown pass. 14-10 Dallas coming back from the 10-0 deficit. Eagles went 74 yards to make it 17-14. Cowboys matriculated, got a field goal to make it 17-17. And then down 
The Cowboys now down again, 10, 27 to 17 after a late first half Eagles field goal and a 77 yard touchdown drive in the Eagles' first possession of the third quarter. Cowboys have a fourth and one at their own 34, 725 left in the third quarter. Zeke ran for 22. Five plays later, a Maher field goal made it 27 20. Then first and 10 at the Eagles, 39, 415 left. Minshew fumbles. J. Ron Curse recovers. Minshew saves the touchdown with the tackle. Five plays later, though, 219 left in the third quarter. Dak to Gallup for 12, 27, 27. Philly comes right back, though. 13 plays, 75-yard drive. They go up a touchdown, 34-27. Minshew to Smith for nine. Ensuing drive, third and 30 for Dallas. Down seven. Third and 30 for Dallas at their own 29 with 8.02 left in the ballgame. Dak to T.Y. Hilton for 52 on a third and 34 plays later. Dak to C.D. Lamb for seven. And we're tied again at 34. Third and three for Philly at the Dallas 46. 4.24 left. Minshew is then picked by Deron Bland when Bland basically ripped it out of Quez Watkins' hands. Wyatt is uh, shaking his head at these. Leads to Maher's 48-yard field goal. Cowboys go up 37-34. Then the first play of the next drive. Miles Sanders fumbles, hit by Carlos Watkins, recovered by Anthony Barr. And the Cowboys are in business. Now, there was a couple plays here late where you have to kind of wonder about Dak Prescott's mind being in the game. He goes out of bounds stupidly on a 16-yard gain, leaving 201 left, then takes a stupid sack thinking the clock would still run, but it's the two-minute warning. So Dallas, fourth and goal to three, and then Dallas does something strange. Fourth and goal to three, they try to draw Philly offside, which made no sense because it would have done nothing because would they really have gone for it at the one-and-a-half-yard line? Anyway, all of that leads to a, Ma- a Maher 26-yard field goal, a 40-34 to lead for Dallas with 141 left. Philly has one timeout left. Minshew and Philly gets all the way to the Cowboys 19, but a spike, a ball thrown too far beyond the end zone, then a flush out of the pocket that leads to another incomplete. Same on fourth, incomplete ball game. Cowboys win 40 to 34. Again, really tough push or loss for Eagles backers. Prescott 27 of 35 for 347, three touchdowns, one pick, sack six times. Lamb 10 for 122 touchdowns. Cowboys plus three in turnovers. Eagles had four of them. That led directly to a 20 to 7 Dallas advantage off the turnovers. And then there's Tennessee. Titans lose their fifth straight. They blow a four game lead atop the AFC South, falling into a tie with Jacksonville. The game, by the way, was delayed, the Titans-Texans game, because of power issues. Kickoff was delayed by an hour in a joint agreement by the Titans, the NFL, and local emergency management officials after rolling power blackouts in this game. Tennessee had crews working at Nissan Stadium since the, uh, the cold front moved into the area Thursday, blew open some windows, burst at least 36 water pipes at the stadium. Even with the delayed coldest home game, Titans history. Tennessee set an NFL record by using 91 players in a non-strike season last year. They came into this game having used a league-high 80 players. But this year ain't last year when they were the number one seed in the AFC. Up 14-10, first and 10, the Houston 44. Let's go to the fourth quarter. 13-53 left. Henry hit by Jake Hansen. He fumbles, recovered by Jonathan Grenard. Eventually leads to Fairburn, 22-yard field goal, 14-13 to Tennessee. Then the Titans go three and out. Texans go 73 yards on five plays, all but four yards on Mills' passes, culminating with Mills to Cook's six-yard touchdown pass. Two-point conversion fails. Titans get the ball with 2.52 left. Sixth play. Willis picked by Christian Harris. Titans get the ball back with 1.10 left at their own four. Forget about it. Somehow they get the ball to their own 43 with five seconds left. Hail Mary picked by Jalen Petre. Ball game. Jags lead the AFC South in terms of the current tiebreaker. But the bottom line is, this game means nothing to the Titans. In fact, neither game this week 
means anything to the Jags or the Titans. The showdown for the AFC South title will be Week 18. Willis, 14 of 23 for 99, zero touchdowns, two picks, sack four times, seven carries for 43 yards at a touchdown. Henry, 23 for 126, a touchdown, but a fumble loss. Only 557 total yards of offense in the game, and the Titans were minus two in turnovers. All of the Titans' turnovers in the fourth quarter. Because of the fact that this means nothing to Tennessee, Chrissy, I would have said Dallas minus six, but it's got to be like Dallas minus nine because of that. Well, my power ratings come to 10 without any of the finagling and all that other stuff. Right now, I do see the number 9.5 and, and 10. Uh, you know, I'm going to open 10. I see both numbers out there. So I'm, I might as well open what my power ratings came to because it is the number that's out there. So I'm going to open 10. I mean, um, well, I think there's a lot of question marks with this Dallas team. You know, an awful lot of them. But, of course, Tennessee, I mean, how could there be more question marks the way they've been playing lately and losing and everything else? So I'm going to open 10. I think that's a decent number. That's what I'm going to open. It's a it's almost an impossible game to bet, though, with the Titans having zero motivation in this one. Does not matter to them. Does to Dallas. Guessing lines on a Monday. Coming back. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Your book is uh, being, uh, being purchased often by, by folks for Christmas? Yeah. I, well, I had like a little rush of guys buying it for Christmas. And I could see yesterday uh, I sold a lot of books. I'm thinking it's people using their Amazon gift cards. So yeah. have an Amazon gift card, I know where you can spend that very wisely by buying my book, Avel Fosmu. And it, the easiest way, I have a pinned tweet on Twitter. Follow the link there, and it's, you know, my brother. Or if you just go to Amazon, put in my name and my brother, and it'll come up. You know, but, yeah, I sold, I sold some books yesterday. I have a feeling, like I said, Amazon gift cards were utilized. Adelfosmo. And your, and your 15 to 20 second pitch on the book is your synopsis? Oh, a couple of, uh, couple of Greek-Americans are trying to fix a football game and using their former partner's son, who became... A star quarterback. A novel. A novel. It's a novel. It's a novel. Some guy okay. asked me, is this a true story? <laughs> no. I mean, it would probably be in the papers if it was a true story. It should be a, as a matter of fact, it is. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> All right. Off Thursday night, guessing some lines for Week 17. What you got next here? We got a dandy of a game. Arizona Cardinals versus the Atlanta Falcons. By the way, do we have Saturday games this coming week? Do we uh, have Saturday no. games? Nope. No, just Sunday. Okay. Arizona, oh boy. Saturday's uh, bowl game day. Bowl game day, that's right. Semifinals. Boy, bowls start in earnest tomorrow. We got yeah, one today, but yeah. then it's a, uh, it's a cavalcade starting tomorrow. All right, Arizona at uh, Atlanta. The 4-11 and 11 Cardinals, the 5-10 and 10 Falcons, both eliminated from playoff contention. 
Uh, Arizona last night, they were down three to nothing, fourth and two at their own 45, 10 45 left in the first. Fake Andy Lee to Kamu Grugier Hill for four. Five plays later, McSorley blindside hit by Anthony Nelson on the blitz, fumbled, recovered by Devin White. Ensuing drive, Tampa had a fourth and inches at the Arizona 48, 544 left in the first after Fournette was stopped by J.J. Watt on second and one and third and one. This time Fournette was stoned by Tanner Vallejo, though it led to nothing. And there was a lot of that last night between the Buccaneers, who had everything to play for, and the Cardinals, who didn't, with uh, Trace McSorley at quarterback. Or as uh, Todd Wishnev called him on the Megapod, Marty McSorley. Uh, three, <laughs> you know, he, he was doing it derisively, of course. Three to three game after a, a Prater 56-yarder, fourth and inches for Tampa Bay at the Arizona 18, 10, 53 left. Brady Sneak, six plays later, suck up 35-yarder. That's in the uh, first half, 10, 53 left. Six to three Tampa Bay later. First and 10 for Tampa Bay at the Arizona 33, 5, 23 left in the second quarter. Brady picked by Marco Wilson, led to nothing, but eventually Arizona got the ball back. Prater from 53, six to six at halftime. You're like, wait a minute. Tampa Bay, if they lose this game, you know, everyone will be six and nine. Everybody but the Falcons, <laughs> that is, in the uh, NFC South. Punt fest to begin the third quarter. One by Arizona, one by Tampa Bay, one by Arizona. Then Brady, third and 11 at the Arizona 36 with 314 left in the third. Picked deep by Marco Wilson again, five plays later. McSorley to Marquise Brown for 47. That led to a 39-yard Prater field goal. And Arizona led nine to six. Tampa Bay, three and out. Farrow Cooper, 28-yard punt return, including a hurdle. Five play, 67-yard touchdown drive for Arizona. Connor in from 22. 16 to 6 Cardinals. Tampa Bay then seven play, 67-yard drive. Brady to Fournette for 44. The big play. Brady to Rashad White for six. Out for the score. 16 to 13 Arizona. Third and one at Tampa Bay 42. 453 left. McSorley pitches to Keontae Ingram. Bounces off of him. William Golston recovers. Leads to a suck up 42-yard field goal. What do you know? Tampa Bay has come back again. 16 all. Arizona three and out. Tampa Bay three and out. Decide not to go for it on fourth and two at their own 42 with 56 uh, seconds left. Arizona, don't they don't try for a 68-yard Prater field goal. They fall start. Hail Mary picked short of the end zone by Keanu Neal. Overtime. Arizona wins the toss, forced to punt, and you guessed it. Tampa Bay gets the ball at their own 11 with 7.43 left, only needing a field goal. Braided gauge for 23, the biggest chunk. Suck up 40-yard field goal. 19-16 ball game. Bucks win. We'll get to the Bucks and the whole playoff situation uh, with them in the NFC South momentarily. And then Atlanta eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, they've lost four straight, six of seven. 16 degrees in their game this week against Baltimore. It felt like two there at Baltimore. Down three to nothing. They blocked a Tucker 55-yard field goal try six plays later. Atlanta went for a fourth and five at the Baltimore 44. 49 seconds left in the first. Ritter incomplete pass intended for Demir Bird. That led to a Tucker 27-yard field goal. Six to nothing. Then Atlanta had a fourth and two at the Baltimore 46 with 9.09 left in the second quarter. Ritter complete to Drake London. Well past the sticks, but he was hit by Marlon Humphrey. Fumbled, recovered by Patrick Queen. Down 14 to three. They did convert a fourth and one at midfield. 12.19 left in the third on an Algier four-yard run. Ten plays later, a coup field goal. 14 to six. Down 17 to 6, Atlanta 649 left, fourth and goal at the one. Algiers stuffed for a one yard loss. Down 17 to 9 with two timeouts. I guess this is really the only big thing I want to mention about the Falcons. Down 17 to 9 with two timeouts. The Falcons kick it so that the Ravens can run it back through the two minute warning. Should have gone for an onside kick or made it so it was north of the two-minute mark. Instead, they don't. A little details like that. Ritter ends up 22 of 33 for 218. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice in the loss to Baltimore. Algier, 18 for 74. Four catches for 43. But this is the uh, dud game of the week, and I will say Atlanta is a four-point favorite in this against Arizona. Uh, you're, you're a little high. It's uh, pretty much three and a half. Um, 
Matter of fact, I'm looking right now. I see eh, a little juice either way, but it's three and a half is the number. My numbers come to three and a half. I made an adjustment for McSorley, two points. Um, by the way, I have a pretty good Marty McSorley story, but I don't <laughs> think I can tell that story right now, uh, even off the air. But uh, he didn't. I, I love the kid. He played for Penn State. Really had a lot of guts. He was a terrific. I don't say a terrific quarterback, a gutty quarterback who got them a lot of wins more on his guts than his talent. But, you know, his, his QBR, I think, was like 11.6 or something like that yesterday. Not very good. Uh, so I had to make an adjustment there, two points. With that, if, you know, if Colt McCoy comes in, I think it's, you know, I got to drop it about two points. But right now it looks like it's going to be McSorley. But I think three and a half is a good number. Let's throw one more here. Why? What do we got? Next game, we've got the Chicago Bears taking on the Detroit Lions. Looking for value here. This is going to be tough these last couple weeks, as tough as it already is, uh, betting the NFL to begin with, but now with all kinds of implications. Chicago and Detroit. So Detroit, is that the game you just said? Chicago Detroit? Yeah. Is that what you said? Uh, Detroit, 7-8. and eight. So Detroit, a half game out of the NFC playoff picture. Washington inhabiting the seventh spot right now at 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. Uh, first of all, Chicago, eight straight losses. They played in a game that was nine degrees, felt like it was minus 10 in Chicago. Um, I won't go too far into this, but just this was a weird game against Buffalo because it felt like it was really close for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at the box score, you're like, wait, Chicago got crushed. They were up seven to six. They went for it fourth and three at the Buffalo 33, 247 left in the first fields was Batted down his pass was by Ed Oliver. Eight plays later, second and 19 of the Chicago 28. 13 10 left in the second quarter. Josh Allen was picked by Kyler Gordon. They traded punts. Chicago fourth and three of the Buffalo 31. 557 left in the second. They're still up seven to six. Fields to Montgomery for six. They settle for a Santos field goal, but they're still up. The Bears are 10 to six. After the break, they give up 87 rushing yards then on the first two Bills drives of the second half, including Singletary 33-yard scamper to the uh, house and a 27-yard James Cook touchdown run. And just like that, it was 21 to 10 Bills, but the Bears still hung around. Uh, There was a late third-quarter Gabe Davis fumble that led to a Bears touchdown drive that featured a 44-yards field, a Vilas Jones pass and catch, and a fourth-and-three conversion at the Buffalo 16 with 13.04 left. Fields to Ryan Griffin just past the sticks. So we thought, but overturned on a great challenge by Sean McDermott. Two plays later, Allen threw a terrible pick. Nicholas Morrow got it. Bears were set up inside the red zone, but they were held to a field goal. At this point, it's 21 to 13, and that's when the floodgates opened. Bills dominated the rest of the way. They won it 35 to 13, but it was close for a long time, or at least a one-score game for a long time. Fields 15 of 23 for 119, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice, 11 first downs. Two for 12 on third, one for four on fourth. The Bears were outgained 426 to 209. And then Detroit, similarly, this game was over quick. 19-degree weather, felt like eight uh, at, the, at Carolina. Balmy compared to some of these other games. But it was 7-7, seven to seven, fourth and one at the Carolina, 22. 54 seconds left in the first quarter. Lions went for it and converted Jamal Williams' two-yard run. But three plays later, first and goal to Carolina, eight. 14-20 left in the... Uh, Second, golf fumbles in, in the exchange, and you tour Gross Matos uh, from Penn State, recovers for Carolina. That led to an eight-play Carolina go-ahead touchdown drive highlighted by Adonta Foreman, 38-yard run, finishing with a Darnold three-yard run for the score, 14-7 Carolina. It was all Carolina from there, and the game pretty much was over when down 34-13, to 10-33 left, fourth and five of the Carolina seven. Golf incomplete pass intended for Josh Reynolds. Golf ended up 25-42 of 42 for 355, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Shark four for 108. But here's the deal. Detroit gave up 
570 total yards and a Carolina franchise record 320 rushing yards. But the Lions have something to play for. The Bears do not. I put it in no man's land. Lions minus five and a half. Boy, you're dead on. I missed this one badly. Um, I had the Lions eight in this game. I think we're looking too much at that one game. I mean, they played horribly. They were out of it kind of early. You know, I, I think right now the Lions are – I think right now people have a short memory. Saw what they, they saw the other day. I think I think this number is way too cheap. I like the Lions. I'm going to probably open six and see if they'll – I mean, I'm sure they'll take it. But I, I think this number should be higher. I think it's an overreaction to the Lions. I don't know if the Bears are going Bears, to – Bears don't lie down, though. They'll be, it'll be no, interesting. No, no, no. They played hard, too. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming back. Guessing Lions, week 17. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. It's a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VSIN Pro access through the end of March Madness at VSIN.com. Slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. Christy Andrews is here. Wyatt Tom check in for Kelly Bidlin. Uh, Merry Christmas. Hope your Christmas was great. Happy holidays to all, whatever it is you're celebrating. Happy New Year's uh, as well. You had a uh, a nice tweet yesterday, I thought. I got a lot of comments on it, a lot of views. I'll just read the tweet. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all in the betting and bookmaking community. We're all in this to, to try to win our share, but many of my best friends are on the other side of the counter. And let's face it, we need each other. So best wishes for a terrific holiday season and in the coming year. It really, and I, you know, both sides of the counter, forget this. You know, we need customers. Takes two know? to tango. And we need, that's rocks. It needs two to make a bet. Yeah. You know, and, the, and a lot of the customers out there, they want to bust the bookmaker. And we're going to go next week. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, we, we need each other. I mean, like, and the only, listen, I can use a lot of examples, but look at the end of an NFL game. Guys go out and shake hands, hug, you know, what, what, you know, what the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. You didn't think they wanted the league to disappear because they won the Super Bowl? No, they need 32 teams. <laughs> what the league to dis- That's right. You know, I mean, no, I mean, so we, we need each other. It's a, we're it's we're very, in it together. It's a very nice holiday thought. I, I would imagine two weeks from now, the, you know, most people will be like, I don't even know what he said. And they'll be back to oh, the yeah, same right. attitude. But you're, it's yeah. a beautiful, I, I think it's a beautiful thought. You got a nice, nice response. To I got it, a right? lot of very good responses to that. Yeah. I like it. All right, we continue with guessing lines of week 17, looking for value. 
Next game, we have the Denver Broncos taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so Denver just gets absolutely destroyed by the Rams yesterday. And I'll just do the first sequence of, of two, and then we could just move on. But they were down 3 to nothing, 39 at their own 26. The Broncos were the Rams. 7.47 left in the first quarter. Wilson was picked by Kobe Durant. Three plays later, Mayfield to Higby for nine yards, 10 to nothing. Then down 10 to nothing. Second play of the ensuing drive. Second and 16 at their own 19. 5.20 left in the first quarter. Russell Wilson picked by Bobby Wagner, his former teammate. Two plays later, Akers three-yard touchdown run. 17 to nothing before you could blink. Rams over the Broncos. At that point in the game, Wilson was 0 of 3 with two picks with 5.12 left in the first quarter. Is that good? Anyway, final score, 51 to 14. To the Rams. Wilson ends up 15 of 27 for 214, one touchdown, three picks. He was sacked six times. Judy, six for 117. But they were minus four in turnovers. By the way, there was a Brett Rippon pick six uh, for good measure at the very end. So, like, people who had the Rams minus 33 and a half in game at one point. I know they won by 37, but there was a 33 and a half that was thrown out there. Got home with the pick six. I just want to say this about the Broncos, because obviously they're Dunzo and they've been Dunzo. But how many times this year have we said Nathaniel Hackett shouldn't be allowed back on the plane? And the reason that we say that is because of games like this. That team has completely quit on that guy. They didn't show up for this game at all. It was so embarrassing for that franchise. Well, I I, I have a grading system I use, and I just double-checked. <laughs> Broncos got the lowest grade yeah. for the week, and Russell Wilson also got the lowest QBR for the week. So yeah, it know. is. It's a good combination. It was a good combination. Yeah. You ain't gonna win too many games with the, with that combination. Yeah. So Denver's four and eleven. They're taking on the twelve and three Chiefs. Not much to say about the Chiefs' win over the Seahawks, other than it was the Chiefs' fifth straight uh, gets them to the their fifth straight season with twelve plus wins. How awesome is that? If you're a Chiefs fan. Nine-degree game, felt like it was minus five in Kansas City. Mahomes ended up 16 of 28 for 224, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once, two for eight on the ground with a touchdown. Kelsey, six for 113. The Chiefs only needed 14 first downs in this game. By the way, we're showing a picture of uh, uh, it was Mahomes running to the pylon. It was just an amazing touchdown run. Uh, in the end, the Chiefs were outgained 333 to 297, 3502 to 2458 in time of possession. Didn't matter. We'll get to the Seahawks later, but they just had a bunch of fourth down gaffes and just could never get a big play when they needed one. The Chiefs hosting the Broncos, this has to be 14, right? It's 13 and a half. Uh, I do see a 14 out there with uh, juice on the dog. You know, I was looking at my power ratings last night, and, you know, I'm looking at this is just addition and subtraction. Number comes to 11. Right away, sir. I wouldn't take 11 on this game yeah. <laughs> if you put a gun to my head. So that is what my power ratings come to. And let me just say, give the first bingo, or probably about the third or fourth. I like your number better. Thank you, sir. So I'm going to go with 13 and a half. I think that's that's an okay place to start. And uh, let's go there. Like I said, even my, my power ratings are lower. I, I don't like the Chiefs. They often don't cover as big favorites. But, uh, boy, it's hard to bet this Bronco team. Who would take 11 in this game? It's no. got to be 13 and a half, 14. Coming open 13 and a half. Why? Next game, we've got two teams trending on the downward. Miami Dolphins against the New England Patriots. All right, so the 8-7 and seven Dolphins, who are still in playoff position mm -hmm. despite their loss to the Packers, and the Patriots 
seven and eight on the outside looking in. These two games are, are dense. This will be our last long one. But Miami loses their fourth in a row yesterday. They do so to the Packers. Uh, they were up three to nothing after a seven-play drive, but then uh, they kick off to Keyshawn Nixon of the Packers. He returns at 93 yards. First and goal to Miami, nine. The Dolphins' D does hold, and it's three to three. First play from scrimmage, ensuing drive. Two at a waddle for 84, all but 10 yards of a yak. Ten to three Dolphins, 9.08 left first quarter. What a game to start. Then a play that I think will get lost in the shuffle because everybody will rightfully focus in on Tua. But because of Keyshawn Nixon's 93-yard kickoff return the first go-round, the Dolphins decide to knuckle it after taking the 10-3 lead to keep it away from Nixon. And so the Packers start at their own 46. Short field. uh, They get it all the way down there. Watson actually stumbled untouched on third down, which would have been a cakewalk into the end zone on third and goal from the five. But fourth and goal at the one, uh, Rodgers to Mercedes Lewis, 10-10. And so I really thought that squib kick sort of gets lost in the shuffle here. But 10-10 game, fourth and one for Green Bay at the Miami 37. 13-30 left in the second quarter. Rodgers just throws it way over the head of Watson. Uh, Rodgers was uh, upset about that play. Four plays in, two at a Tyreek for 52 to the Green Bay one. Wilson one-yard touchdown run, and Miami's up again 17-10. And then down 17-10, Green Bay snapped to the up back on fourth and two at the Green Bay 20 at their own 20 with 9-21 left in the second quarter. Dallin Levitt stopped by Raquan Davis. Miami settles for a field goal, 20-10 to 10 Miami, 418 left in the second quarter. And at that point, I'm just sort of thinking to myself, like Green Bay is doing everything to give this football game away. Seemed like a really odd performance by the Packers. Oh, but you just wait. Mm. Up 20-10, to 10, two minutes left. Miami with the ball up 10, two minutes left in the second quarter. Hit by Jaron Reed. Raheem Mostert fumbles, recovered by Reed. Fourth and one at the Miami, uh, fourth and one in Miami territory, 103 left. Rodgers to Watson for 10. That leads to a field goal, 20 to 13 Miami at the half. Miami was outscored 13 to nothing in the second half. Green Bay had a fourth and one at their own 31 with 13.07 left in the third quarter. They went for it. Rodgers for two yards. Seven plays later, Dylan went in from the one to tie the game up at 20 to 20. That after a 31 yard completion to Mercedes Lewis that got the Packers inside the 10 that wouldn't have survived a review, went unchallenged. Mike McDaniel, after the game, saying, coaches upstairs didn't receive clean information fast enough. Fourth and one for Miami at their own 34. 534 left in the third quarter. Mostert for nine. That led to a Miss Sanders 48-yard field goal try. Next drive, third and 15 at the Miami 39. 14-16 left. Rodgers picked by Cater Kahu. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Touchback. Next play, though, and here's where it starts. 20-20 game. Tua, picked by Jair Alexander, just overthrows the receiver into coverage, returns it to the 14. The Miami defense holds Green Bay to a field goal, 23-20 to Green Bay. Second and 13 at the Green Bay 30 now, 6.09 left. Tua picked by Devondre Campbell, never saw the linebacker. That leads to a Crosby 26-yard field goal, 26-20 Green Bay. Then Miami starts at their own 28 with 156 left. Second play, Tua throws it right to Rasul Douglas, ball game. 26-20 Green Bay. Tua ends up 16 of 25 for 310. One touchdown, three picks. He was sacked twice. He was 9 of 12 in the first half for 229 and a touchdown. And in the second half, Tua was 7 of 13 for 81. No touchdowns and three picks. In fact, entering that ball game for the whole season, Tua had thrown five picks. He threw three in the fourth quarter. Waddle five for 143 and a touchdown. Tyreek four for 103. 
minus three in turnovers. All of them massively consequential. And Miami holding on dear to dear life in the AFC playoff picture. Green Bay now a half game out of the NFC playoff picture, half game behind Washington. We'll get to the whole New England thing, but let me, let me hazard a guess here on this game before we get to the New England recap, which was just unbelievable. I will say Miami, I'll split the difference between three and a pick. Here, I'll go minus one and a half on the road. Well, it's funny you say that because that's about what it opened. I saw anywhere between Miami kind of two and a half, Miami one, somewhere in there. All the money on the overnights has come in on New England, and I kind of agree with that. Wow. My numbers, man, you know, just addition and subtraction. Uh, my numbers come to New England a half, so essentially pick or New England one. And I see mostly pick, but the money has definitely showed on New England in this game. I'm going to open pick, but if I see it going to one, I'm going to go to one New England. Um, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time here, but we'll come back to this game. After okay, yeah, I got yeah. Yeah, something to say about yesterday's game, too. Yeah, because so. we got to get to the New England part of this equation as well. Guessing lines on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Betting tip, our pro tip of the hour. We do one every hour here on the network. Uh, really, with only two weeks left in the season, make sure you know each team's playoff implications and associated motivations. For example, we talked about the Titans a little earlier. It'll come up with the Jaguars as well. Jaguars and Titans, just to name two teams, their games this week mean nothing to them. Nothing. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens with the Titans or the Jaguars this week. The AFC South will come down to their meeting against each other in Week 18. So that's just one example. you got to know the motivations. you got to know why the lines are what they are. And we don't know how Mike Vrabel or Doug Peterson might play their respective games. You might sit people. You might play them for a while and say, you know what, uh, it's enough of that. Or they might decide, no, it matters just as much. We don't yeah. want to break any of our momentum. So we'll, we'll try to read tea leaves as the week goes on with those guys. Yeah, you know, I always thought, like, the players, when you're out there, because a lot of these guys, they're competing for a job, and they don't want well, to get beat physically and yeah. all that. But it's the coaches at some time, or general managers, whatever. It's like, yeah. eh, we'll take it easier. That's exactly right. By the way, back, so uh, let me, we get tweets at beating the book, and, and so many people have been so nice. This is the lovely time about the holiday season is people are so nice everywhere, and especially on Twitter. Um, and so I, there's so many people wrote nice notes over the weekend. I won't go back and read those, but the ones that we got this morning, Elvis Toast Patterson, Young mm-hmm. Gilly, glad to see you and Chrissy grinding the day after Christmas. Want to wish you guys a happy new year in four days until Kelly Bidlin's eggnog challenge yes, Friday. <laughs> uh, happy new year. Merry Christmas to you, Elvis. We appreciate that. Scotty B726, uh, you have to think of a way to make guessing lines year-round. I'm already starting to feel the withdrawal. Um, I appreciate that nothing cast as wide a net as the NFL. No, it's hard to do, but I still yeah. think our Monday show should be three hours. Uh, some of these need it. And, and Scotty asked this of you. He says, I don't understand opening the Chiefs at 13-and-a-half instead of 14 in the Denver game. Uh, the next move would be 14-and-a-half, not 13-and-a-half, in my opinion, I can't say I can't see anyone coming in on the Denver side. That's what makes gambling. Yeah, you know, I mean, we have different opinions. Yeah. You know, like I said, if I put out this perfect number that nobody would ever want to bet this number, well, what good's that? Yeah. And I remember I I don't want to say the guy's name, but I had a, I was working with a guy when I I'm going to put out a line so good nobody's going to bet. <laughs> is that is that uh, really the point yeah, of this? Really, or yeah. Is, uh, you know. Is that what you're trying We're to do? We're going to slap five at the end of the day. Nobody made a bet all no, day today. awesome. Oh, great. Back to the Miami-New England game, which, by the way, was not the game flexed to Sunday night. They were making a big deal how the uh, Steelers-Ravens game is, which your Steelers is a rivalry game with the yeah. Ravens. I'm surprised Miami-New England wasn't. But 
I know you want to say something else about this, but New England yesterday, because I got to talk about this game, on Saturday, I had the Bengals. A lot of people had the Bengals. Uh, on Friday on a numbers game, Matt Brown came on the show, and we basically for like three minutes were going back and forth about, I don't understand this line at all. How could the Bengals be this low of a favorite? And we made this case. I was even getting ready to tweet it out again on Saturday and be like, this aged well, just to be honest with you. <laughs> and so here's how this game goes. New England, New England, by the way, has lost four or five. In a game, again, here, another cold game, 15 degrees, felt like it was two degrees. Cincinnati dominated the first half. And, like, everything we said was right. Cincinnati compiled more first downs, 22, in the opening 30 minutes than the Patriots had plays, 17. New England managed just three first downs, 70 total yards, and amassed 44 penalty yards. Now, you could quibble with the, with the Bengals. Evan McPherson did miss uh, his first two PA, PAT attempts, even though the second was nullified. Up 15 to nothing, Burrow did throw a red zone pick late second quarter, Devin McCourty. But, you know, there wasn't much wrong until up 22 to nothing with 4.04 left in the third quarter, a 69-yard pick six, Marcus Jones the other way, to provide the Pats' first points of the game, 22 to 6. Then they got it to 22 to 12, the Patriots did, on a Jones to Bourne five-yard touchdown pass a couple minutes into the uh, fourth quarter. Two-point conversion failed. Now it's 22 to 12, fourth quarter. Evan McPherson misses a 43-yard field goal. I don't know what's going on with him, by the way. With 9-10 left. 9-10 left in the game, 22 to 12. He misses. At this point in the game, the total yards is 418 to 155 in favor of the Bengals. I mean, they're just killing the Patriots. Somehow the Patriots are hanging around. Patriots second and eleven at the Cincinnati 30, 618 left. A Mac Jones would-be fumble and return for the Bengals for a touchdown instead is called intentional grounding. And by the way, Mac Jones with a cheap shot. Oh, he's had a couple. With a cheap shot on that return. Uncalled. So the Patriots end up with a third and 29 at the Cincinnati 48 with 613 left down 10. Jones avoids the rush, heaves it, deflects off of Scotty Washington, right back into the hands of Jacoby Myers. Touchdown. And I am... I am apoplectic. Like, I cannot believe this. I'm like, wait a minute. They're going to kick an extra point, and this is going to be the worst push of my life. Cincinnati minus three, and then Folk misses the PAT. There, was there four missed extra points in that game or three? I think three. I think three. It's 22 to 18. I'm thinking, well, thank goodness, justice. The Bengals should cover this. There's no way I should not cover this game. 22 to 18. But then third and three at the Cincinnati 44 with 319 left. Burrow to chase, hit by Matthew Judon, fumbles, recovered by Marcus Jones. Is this real life? Is this happening? Six plays later, first and goal, the Cincinnati five. I am just so angry, as all Bengals backers are. The Bengals are out of timeouts. And Ramondre Stevenson gets hit by Von Bell. Josh DePau recovers a fumble. 59 seconds left. You cannot believe it. It's a Christmas miracle. After we had zero business losing this bet in the first place. Pats have all three timeouts left, though. They get the ball back at their own 24. 41 seconds left. Uh, drops and a false start. Leave them with only a bomb try on fourth down. Intended for Tyquan uh, Thornton, who actually looked like he might have had a step, but it was broken up. Ball game. 22-18 to 18 Bengals. Unbelievable. That game, to me, represents the NFL as good as any this year. <laughs> And no business losing if they're Bengals. You got lucky to still be up four. Then you had no business winning. 
and then you win in the end. Ravens clinched the playoff berth with that Bengals win. Mac Jones was 21 of 33 for 240, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked four times. Bourne, six for 100 and touchdown. uh, The Patriots only had 15 first downs. They were outgained 442 to 285. They were out time of possession 3648 to 2312. They had 10 penalties for 82. They were plus two in turnovers. Anyway, that game was Meshuggan. What did you want to say about this at all? I wanted to talk about the uh, Miami side of it. And the whole world was on. Green Bay against Miami. That was a big loss for us yesterday. Really? But the more I look at the game, I mean, did Green Bay win it or did Miami blow it? Miami blew it. Yeah, I think Miami blew it. Yeah. Meanwhile, as I'm saying that, I'm looking here at the screen, looked and and the the money had come in strongly on New England overnight. It's coming back now on Miami. Miami's going back to the favorite. Yeah, they, sh- uh, they should be the favorite. It's the picks. Uh, the picks are gone. It's back to Miami one. I'm still opening pick. I'm going to take come a to, bet. Come you to like my number Miami. market. Come you to like my number. Miami. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. By the way, Mac Jones, I saw a little film clip of his dirty plays. And think, oh, well, let's see. We're studied under Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Dirty plays. Okay. I can understand <laughs> that. Yeah, I had minus uh, Miami minus one and a half. And so now it's moving towards that now. Yeah, it's okay. coming back. The early money was the other way. Now it's coming back on Miami. Uh, let's squeeze in one real quick here. Uh, next game, we have the Indianapolis Colts taking on the New York Giants. So the Colts at 4-9-1, and one, they play the Chargers tonight. We'll talk about the survivor implications of that game momentarily. But the Giants, uh, they clinch a playoff berth with a win in either of their last two games. That's the Giants' story right now. But they were down 17-13, to 13, driving, to the Vi- uh, driving against the Vikings, first and 10 at their own at the Minnesota 29 with 11.42 left. Jones picked by Patrick Peterson. Next time the Giants had the ball, Richie James straight dropped a third and five pass with 6.33 left from uh, Jones. That would have given the G-men a first down. Instead, a Gano 55-yard field goal cut the Minnesota lead at 17-16. They force a three and out, but then a three and out themselves leads to a Jamie Gillen punt with 4.10 left. Gets blocked by Josh Metellus. And then the, it goes to a Cousins to Jefferson touchdown for 17 yards. 24 to 16, Minnesota. You're like, Minnesota's going to win another one. Well, not so fast because it is the Vikings. Fourth and two at the Minnesota 27, 207 left. Saquon to the house, 24 22. Two point conversion. Good. Jones, Daniel Bellinger, 24 apiece with 201 left. The Vikings get it to a Joseph 61 yard field goal attempt to win it, and he sinks it. With no time left, Vikings win it 27 24. Jones 30 of 42 for 334. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times. The Giants outgained Minnesota 445 to 353. They were minus two in turnovers. I will say, sight unseen with the Colts, the Giants minus four. Uh, you're a little high. It's three everywhere. My numbers come to three. I'm going to open three. We'll see what happens tonight. We have time to adjust. We'll see what kind of motivation the Colts show tonight. Giants just got to win one of their last two to make the postseason. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) More guessing lines. whole bunch more games to get to. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Wyatt Tomchek, in for the vacationing Kelly Bidlin. Who will be back Thursday, Wyatt? Yes? The confirmation is Thursday. And the what's, egg- what's the eggnog challenge? So the eggnog challenge, which is taking place Friday. Thank you for asking. Uh, so when we did primetime action with Matt Brown, there was a big thing where, you know, they got into a bed. We all did. and then But the, the parameters were Kelly had to drink a half a gallon of eggnog in a two-hour span. 
Oof. And Kelly was able to do it, correct? Oh, really? He was. He was. Some of it went on the shirt, as you'll see on the video that yeah. was just up. In his beard. He cheated a little bit. In his beard and in his shirt. But anyway, he never. He hasn't had a drop of eggnog since because it was so disgusting to him. So we brought it back here on a numbers game. But the new parameters are, by the way, this is for $400. Last wow. year was for $300. $400 of my money. He's got to drink a half gallon, and, and this is negotiated, heavily negotiated here on the air. Oh, it was phenomenal. Took maybe five seconds. Uh, one hour and 25 minutes. There's no chance he gets this done. No, and if not, I'm going to have to be producing uh, big bets because I don't yeah. think he's going to be able to survive. I should have put a hurl stipulation in Oh, there. man. Like you had to keep it down for five minutes after that? If he keep got the there. door open so he can run <laughs> to the bathroom. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be around for that one. No, no, you don't. Want I that. had an uncle one time. He, you know, I, I like eggnog, you know, a little. You know. It's so good. I come and can't get any in June. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a limited time offer. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got a lot of games to get to. Why? What's next here? Next up, we've got the New Orleans Saints against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. So, New Orleans, mathematically alive. But when I'm saying mathematically, after Tampa Bay figured out a way to win that game last night, the Saints have about a 4% chance of getting into the postseason. So it's, it's just that. They're 6-9. and nine. That division really is about Tampa Bay and Carolina. And if, you know, it could be over with the winner. If New Orleans loses to Philly here, the, if Tampa Bay wins against Carolina, Tampa Bay wins the South. If Carolina wins, they've all but won the South at that point. Um New Orleans, five-degree uh, weather in Cleveland, felt like minus 13. It was the most inclement weather game of the weekend, the coldest of them all. Coldest game in Saints history. Coldest game ever in Cleveland. Only 493 total yards of offense in the game combined for both teams. Dalton only completed, Andy Dalton, eight forward passes. Eight of 15 for 92. No touchdowns, one pick. Uh, he was not sacked, but the Saints got the win. By the way, I had this note here. This is before Tampa Bay won last night. I said if Tampa Bay loses tonight, New Orleans would only have to win out and have Tampa Bay lose one of their final two games. As it is now, New Orleans must win their last two and Tampa Bay must lose their last two. And that would bring them to the division title. Is that right? If they won their last two and Tampa loses their last two? Yes, because they play Carolina. That's correct. Okay. But Tampa Bay won. So that, that's the story now. So they got to win two, and Tampa Bay's got to lose two. And then there's Philly. We talked about Philly. Philly is 13-2. and two. They fall to 13-2. and two. I felt like Jalen Hurts took more of a hit in both awards markets with the Gardner Minshew performance here. I thought Gardner Minshew played really well. Mike, He's a good quarterback. He really is. And how is he not starting somewhere? I mean, you know. There's guys in Houston. Uh, there's all yeah. kind. Of, I, I can run the list here. Uh, and I don't want to. He's a good quarterback. He is. I don't want to exaggerate how good he is, no, but he's, he's good enough to start yeah. somewhere in this he's league. He's a good, good quarterback. Let me. What was his QBR? I remember looking at because I remember like when I'm doing my numbers, I'm saying they did not lose this game because no. of Garner Minshew. Uh, I can't. He was he was twenty four of forty for three fifty five, two touchdowns, two picks. He was not sacked. Yeah. Four carries for five yards, a touchdown. He did lose a fumble. Seventy point three was his QBR, and I thought he played really well. It's amazing. He had an interception that was you know not his fault. I don't yeah. think the guy, like you said, ripped it out of the uh, the receiver's hands. You know, there's at least five teams he should be starting oh, yeah. for. Uh, Smith, Devontae, eight of one thirteen, eight four one eight four one thirteen. 
That's eight for 113 for two touchdowns. Brown, A.J. Brown, six for 103. But the Eagles, as I mentioned, minus three in turnovers. They had four themselves. <clears throat> that led directly to a net 20-7 to Dallas advantage. I'll say Philly. Now, here's the thing. Philly's magic number remains one. Mm-hmm. They just need one win or a loss by the Vikings, and they will get the number one seed. Now, the question becomes, is Jalen Hurts going to be back for this game? And even if he is, what does that mean to the number? I put six as the number, and I'm not sure I care who the quarterback is. Some people would laugh at that, but I'm not sure I do. No, I, I would care a little bit, but my numbers come to seven. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I like Garner Minshew. I think this team does need a win. I mean, they need one win in their last two games here to clinch the number one spot. So I, I like seven. I see it solid six and a half. What do you think the difference is? Like, if it was Hurts, if I knew it was Hurts, I would say seven. If I, it's Minshew, it's six. So I shouldn't say it doesn't mean at all, but it doesn't mean as much as I would think it would. I, you know, I just sang the praises of Garner Minshew. I still have a three point differential. Three okay. So I, I, you know, all year I've been saying how much I love Jalen Hurts. You know, I don't, I do. I love this kid. I think he's terrific, you know, as a human and as a quarterback. Yeah. And I had a big question mark him coming into this league. But I like him a lot, and I think it's got to be three points. But I still like Garner Mitchell a lot. And like I said, my numbers came to seven. I'm going to open six and a half because I don't see a seven out there. The only seven I see is minus a quarter on the dog. You know, So I'm going to open six and a half. But if I see it going up, I'm going to go up with it. The three points is so interesting, right? Because we said the difference between Garoppolo and Purdy was three points. Yeah. And that was when Purdy hadn't really shown himself yeah. yet. Mystery relevant to a guy who was in a Super Bowl was only three <laughs> right. points. And now we're saying Hurts and Minshew is only three points. Yeah. I, you know? You know, I, I think it has to be three points, but I think Minshew is a good quarter. I, I just I love Jalen Hurts. I've been talking about him all year. I love the kid. What's next, Wyatt? All right. The matchup of the week in the NFC South, the Panthers versus the Buccaneers. This is it an early game? 10 a.m., I believe. Yeah. Yes. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Okay. So this is, again, Carolina controls their own destiny. Tampa Bay controls their own destiny. Six and nine Panthers, seven and eight Buccaneers. Panthers in that win, in that just absolute crushing of the Lions. Darnold was 15 of 22 for 250, one touchdown, no picks. He was uh, not sacked. He did score once on the ground. Donta Foreman, 21 for 165 and a touchdown. Chuba Hubbard, 12 for 125. The Panthers had a franchise record 570 total yards and a franchise record 320 rushing yards. They had seven different runs of 20-plus yards. They had 364 yards by halftime, a first-half franchise record. I mean, they just destroyed Detroit. Ten penalties for 74 yards. And then, as we mentioned, the Bucks figure out a way to beat the Cardinals last night. Bucks still really in—I mean, again, if they win this game and New Orleans loses, the Bucks are going to the playoffs, and they're going to host a playoff game. Right now, that would be against Dallas. Yeah. Brady's third straight game with multiple picks. I, so I think it's now. Here's the thing, right? I've under I have completely viewed the Buccaneers different from the betting market all season long. Oh, you mean correctly? Correctly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's you know clarify I, that. I have the Buccaneers as a one and a half point favorite here against Carolina. <laughs> that's exactly what my numbers come to. We did not talk about this. We, no, we haven't talked. We never talk about it. We're not this. actually friends. We, no, I'm no, just kidding. No, no, we haven't. No, we, but we haven't talked about this. My numbers come to one and a half. It's three everywhere, a blanket three. I even see a three and a half showing up. 
Yeah, that's three and a half. Give, I am betting yeah. the Panthers right now. I'm going to open two and a half. I definitely want to take a bet. By the way, I got a tweet. My uh, my limits are not lower earlier in the week. I don't do that, you know. So we we take full limits, you know, all week when we open up. I'm a little more careful around the two and a half, three, three, three and a half games. But no, we full limits. So I mean, yeah, I'm going to open two and a half. I'm looking for a bet. Yeah, <laughs> my numbers came to one and a half, the exact same as yours. As I'm watching that game last night, I keep I was thinking of you. I said, Gil has nailed this team. They're not any good. They're terrible. I said and, it all year. And Brady, well, this is the worst we've seen Tom Brady. Yeah, he's 46 years old. Yeah. He just divorced his billionaire wife. Have you seen his face? <laughs> he looks like a skeleton. He looks terrible. Yeah. He's gaunt. No, listen, it, it is an interesting thing. This is, and I don't think I'm being prisoner of the moment when I say this. The NFL betting markets this year have been very stubborn about that team. Yeah. And, and maybe it's the motor memory of Tom Brady being the greatest of all Unquestionably. time. Right? So it just, first of all, the analytics community had them rated high for about half the season. And then even they finally decided, okay, maybe they're not that good. Um, but the betting market continues week after. It doesn't matter what's happening on the field. It continues to think this team is good at all. You know, we had that number seven and a half. And I remember thinking how can this number last night I'm talking about how can this number how can it be seven and a half okay you got McSorley and the, the, you know, the Cardinals stink and they can't win at home and then we wound up going to eight on the game so Michael gone calls that's like he says who do we need uh you know we need the Cardinals and sometimes Michael he's a casual fan uh what are we laying no we're getting seven and a half <laughs> really <laughs> yeah yeah jeez and think about it they are seven and eight Somehow they came back from the 16-6 to deficit last night. Yeah. They have the two miracle Brady finishes. Yeah. And then they shouldn't have beat New Orleans the first time. They legitimately could have three wins. Yeah. And, legitimately. And, and they're legitimately playing a team in the first round if. Yes. If. If. That has been known to blow games. I mean, am I going to tap out on Dallas over nope. Tampa Bay? No, nope. yeah, no chance. That's the other side of that. That's yeah. And again, my Cowboys fans, friend, fan friends, say the same thing. They're like, we don't want to play Tampa Bay because they they have the motor memory, the muscle yeah. memory too, right? Well, there's muscle memory on both sides. Right. I mean, you see this Dallas team; they do a lot of things to to blow a game. They just do it. Oh, one last thing about this Carolina Tampa Bay game. This is the game that I got bounced in in Survivor. Carolina destroyed them. With Pajamas Walker at quarterback. Isn't yeah. that what PJ stands for? Pajamas? No, doesn't. How about they, they fired their coach, traded their best offensive player, the best defensive player, and cut their quarterback. And they won, uh, what, five out of seven now. They're so much better than Tampa Bay. Coming back. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget about our, don't forget about rather, I said it that way, about our uh, college bowl season coverage here at the network. VSEN has you covered every which way. We got picks, spreads, and totals for every single bowl game. Head to VSEN.com and check out all our bowl betting coverage while you're there. Now's a great time to become a VSEN Pro subscriber for only $79. You get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Wyatt Tom check in for Kelly Bidlin. we got a lot of games to still uh, get to here. What's next? Next up, we've got the Cleveland Browns against the Washington Commanders. All right. Cleveland eliminated from playoff contention against the Saints. It was their third straight game with only 13 points or fewer for the Browns. How about that? 
Deshaun Watson, 15 of 31 for 135 in the inclement weather. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice, three for 24 on the ground with a touchdown. That's all I'm going to say about the Browns. Here's the story with Washington. Washington is 7-7-1. Everybody was saying, oh, what was the big winner of the weekend? Everyone was like, oh, Green Bay. How many times did the announcers want you to talk about, they were like, oh, Green Bay, oh, they're going to be there. Um, the big winner of the weekend was Washington because Washington lost to the Niners, and they're still in playoff contention. They didn't give up any ground. So they just, Washington has, they control their own destiny. They just got to win their last two games. And by the way, it's a home game against the Browns, and then it's a home game against the Cowboys in a game that might not matter at all to the Cowboys in Week 18. Washington would also clinch a playoff berth with a win, with a, uh, with, well, let's see, not only a win in each of its final two games, or one win and losses by Seattle, Green Bay, and Detroit. All right. So, scoreless game against the Niners, 847 left in the first quarter. Niners had a fourth and one at the Washington 15. McCaffrey was stuffed. Uh, skins, I said. Commanders, that is. Had fourth and goal at the one, 937 left in the second quarter. Antonio Gibson was stopped after Brian Robinson was stopped on a third and goal at the one. The Niners then go 99 yards on seven plays. Ray Ray McLeod, 71 yards of the house, 7 nothing Niners. But then after a Washington punt, Purdy, first play from scrimmage of the Niners' subsequent drive, picked off a deflection by Derek Forrest. Skins, oh, excuse me, I keep writing that in my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, commanders go 31 yards on eight plays, featuring a Curtis Samuel third-down conversion, which he somehow held on to a pass off a of carom. It was capped by a Heineke to Dotson four-yard score. 22 seconds left in the half. We go to halftime, actually. 70, uh, excuse me, 7-7. Seven to seven. So half of this game, 7-7 seven to seven, between Washington and the Niners. And I had Washington here plus the points. But then it was a Niners cavalcade, down 14-7 to seven now. Washington decides to go for it. Fourth and one at their own 34 with 546 left in the third quarter. Heineke stuffed. Two plays later, Purdy to Kittle for 33, 21-7 San Francisco. Washington comes right back, though. Four plays, 75 yards to the incomparable Terry McLaurin for 51. That was the big play. Then to the incomparable McLaurin for three for the touchdown. 21-14 to 14, San Francisco. Back door still open. Down 24 to 14. Second and eight at their own 21. 14 11 left. Heineke strip sacked by Nick Bosa. By the way, Nick Bosa killing my Micah Parsons defensive player of the year ticket. Well, I always thought Joey Bosa was better. Not, oh, not no. anymore. Oh, no. Um, recovered by Jordan Willis. Washington's defense holds, though, 27 to 14. Back door still open. But then the next drive, second play, Heineke picked by Jimmy Ward. That leads to another field goal, 30-14, to 14, San Francisco. And Carson Wentz, welcome back. And by the way, even those of us who love Heineke recognize his limitations. And at this point, I was all about, I was okay with Wentz coming back I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, okay. I was all okay right. at this point. Uh, commanders go 82 yards and 11 plays with Wentz. Wentz to Samuel for 20, and all of a sudden it's 30 to 20. The two-point conversion fails, which for those of us who are trying to catch the seven and a half, we're kind of happy with that, that the two-point conversion failed, because then that brings the field goal into play. Then the worst onside kick in history follows. <laughs> Did you see this thing? No. Joey Sly for no. three yards. It leads the Niners deciding to go for it eventually on fourth and three at the Washington, Washington 11 with 301 left. This is the play of the game where it would decide if the back door would be open or not. And Purdy goes to Kittle for 10 yards. I don't know how Kittle caught this ball on his leg, close to the ground. You just have to just tip your cap. 
Back door closed. McCaffrey in from one to make it 37 to 20. Heineke ended up 13 of 18 for 166. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Did lose the fumble. Wentz, 12 of 16 for 123. One touchdown, no picks. He was not sacked. And so Ron Rivera, by the way, my guess is Washington minus three. But Ron Rivera is going to have to decide, and he will decide tomorrow, Wentz or Heineke. I would lay minus 500 that it's Wentz. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be Wentz. Almost has to be at this point. Uh, you're a little high. It's two and a half everywhere. My numbers only came to one and a half, but I had to look and say, well, I really hate this Cleveland team. I, you know, I mean, I never bothered hating them all these years. Yeah, I really didn't. I, <laughs> I mean, because the, Steel- nah, the Steelers beat them, you yeah. know, almost every year twice. But now, I mean, the, the signing, the Sean Watson to this contract, oh, it's brutal. Has, uh, you know, brutal. And I hope they never score two touchdowns in a game again while this guy's at quarterback. I mean, just a despicable human being. No matter what happened, you don't sign a guy like that to a contract like this guaranteed $250 million. I said last week on the show, I think these big quarterback contracts are bad for football. Well, this one is the worst for football. So I hope they never win another game. I really do. Broncos, but, Broncos are raising their hand right now. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard about have the Russell about, Wilson? Yeah. Have you heard about our uh, anyway, I'm going to open two and a half. I, I think that's an okay start. I, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I, I really kind of like your number better a little bit, but I'm going to open two and a half. Ooh, Cardinals raising their hand too. Next. <laughs> Next up, we have the Jaguars versus the Texans. So the 7-8 Jaguars, again, this, this game means nothing to the Jaguars. Only the Week 18 game against the Titans matters. At the Houston Texans, who get the win against the Titans, we talked about that game, they're 2-12-1, currently in the number one pick position for the NFL draft, but uh, Chicago now only a half game behind that. Um, Jacksonville, we talked about they beat the Jets on Thursday night. Doug Peterson did some weird stuff in that game. Um, including the refusal to milk the clock at the end. He almost got Trevor Lawrence killed. But what an improvement from the Urban Meyer year. Hmm. And then Houston breaks their nine-game losing streak uh, nine-game losing streak with that win against the Titans. Mills was 17 of 28 for 178, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Uh, Houston was plus two in turnovers. Another big Derrick Henry fumble. Uh, one of three Titans turnovers all in the fourth quarter. I will say Jackson, this is tough to make, right, mm-hmm. because – Jacksonville has nothing to play for, so I only made it four and a half. Didn't really know what else to say. Yeah, you're you're it's a weird game. By the way, my numbers without any of that crap come to six and a half Jacksonville. But you know, like you said, there's no motivation there. Uh number open four and a half five last night. Money did show on Houston. Now it's coming back a little bit. I see four and a halves popping back up. So it went down to four. It's back to four and a half. I'm gonna open four and a half. Um I, you know, I, I know there's no motivation. I think we'll have to see how Peterson plays it more so than the players themselves. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, but they're just they're, – they're good, and they're still kind of hungry. I mean, after last year, I mean, I, I could see, like, if I was a player for Jacksonville, I'd want to go out there and, you know, kick some butt every single week. So I'm going to open four and a half. That is a number that's out there, although it's mostly four. By the way, I bet Carolina immediately after we talked about that game. Did you? Yep. Okay. Bet them immediately. Let's do one more, Wyatt. We got a rivalry matchup, old school rivalry matchup, the 49ers versus the Raiders. Oh, it used to be the Battle of the Bay. Yeah. Not so much anymore. The Niners have won eight in a row. Do you know that the Bears and the Niners were both three and four? Wow. The Niners are now 11 and four, and the Bears yeah. are three and 11. 
<laughs> it's amazing. San Francisco's won eight in a row. They have allowed during that eight game span twelve point one points per game. I am so glad to have those futures. Purdy, 15 of 22 for 234, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. Part of my handicap was Purdy's due for a clunker. Well, it wasn't this week. Kittle, six for 120, two touchdowns. Iowa State, Iowa connection. 14 first downs, all San Francisco needed to win that game, 37 to 20. And then the Raiders, uh, which we'll get to when we talk more about Pittsburgh, but Derek Carr in defeat was 16 of 30 for 174, one touchdown, three picks. He was sacked three times. The Raiders only ended up with 13 first downs. And here's the real stat. The Raiders had 201 total yards in this game. 72 of those 201 came on the very first drive of the mm. game. And their second half performance against Pittsburgh, three punts, three picks. Is that good? Minus two in turnovers. I want to like Josh McDaniel, but, you know, a lot most, of that is most overhyped coach ever. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is uh, you know just coaching uh, adjustments during the course of the game, and he has not made good ones. No, in his first six game when he was six and zero, oh, they they found out he was cheating too, right? Taping, taping the other team's uh, practices. I'll say San Francisco will put in no man's land minus five and a half. The Raiders still mathematically alive. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, I made it six. It's a blanket six everywhere. I'm going to open six. I think six is a good number. By the way, I'm checking. Uh, as of now, no difference between Purdy and Garoppolo. I can't <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> you know, and I'm as sorry. a matter of fact, if we gave Kyle Shanahan truth serum right now, uh-huh. if we gave him truth serum and we said, Kyle, Mr. Shanahan, who would you rather have starting a playoff game right now? Come on, he's yeah. got to say Purdy. Right? I got no difference. And by the way, I got three teams atop of my power ratings. Niners are one of them. Oh, there's no question. Oh, they, they broke into their top three. Yeah. Well, they, they, They're they tied for my top one. We'll get to the other Ooh. two top ones a little right. later. Still got five games to get to, I believe, by my count. Much to do. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Splitting bets. <laughs> Such a poor effort. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public uh, where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It's Gil Alexander. It's Chrissy Andrews. It's Wyatt Tom check in for Kelly Bidlin. I'm tripping out. Oh, my father passed away one year ago today. Oh, wow. That's... And I cannot believe it's been a year. I cannot believe I didn't know your father, it. and I can't believe it's a year either. Time goes by very, very quickly. It's amazing. I think of him every day, but it's it's just so trippy to me that it's been one entire yeah. year. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Really, no artful way to transition from that. Just thought I'd share that thought. Um, this is from. Oh, these are great. So, Bill Hooker, will DraftKings be taking bets on the eggnog challenge? I'm going to think not. Chris Felica, by the way, we we're talking about the Gardner Minshew thing. Like, yeah. you know, like he should be starting in so many yeah. teams. He said, like Minshew wouldn't be a massive upgrade for the Jets. 
That is also echoed by I have no blue check mark on Twitter, who said J E T S Jets 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 when it came to Minshew. What are you talking about? You know what Wilson's QBR was the other day? <sighs> Five point one. <laughs> Mike Hawaii. I don't. Yeah, we want Mike Hawaii. Sean Guzik. Uh, DraftKings this morning talking about the Panthers now. Uh, this morning around 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern had Carolina plus five and a half. Are you serious? It says sits at three now. Missed that number. And this is from Jack Hannon. We haven't had a chance to talk about this because we're doing guessing lines. We will tomorrow. Talking about Circus Survivor. But in case you missed it, and this is Jack Hannon's tweet. He says, does Mad Dog 2 not have to have gotten down, I think he would, is what he meant, at least 100 k on the Steelers on the money line Saturday night, knowing he had $6 million coming his way if the Steelers lost uh, would Jimmy look at that as collateral? Who's Jimmy? And allow him to bet three million. Oh, Jimmy Baccaro, I guess he means. And allow him to bet three million on the Steelers' money. So anyway, I'll, we'll go on that. Jack, I appreciate the t- the tweet. I, we'll talk about this tomorrow. But there was a situation in in Circa Survivor for six point one three three million dollars. There were fourteen people left going into Thursday and Saturday, and then remember Christmas was its own week, Sunday right. and Monday. So it got to a position in the, on Saturday where one guy had gotten through, Mad Dog 2, he had gotten through with the Vikings on the 61-yarder, and literally everybody else had gotten knocked out except for the night game where three people had the Steelers. So if the Steelers had lost, he won the entire pot. And so after he, so he got in that position, so everybody on Twitter, oh my God, he's got to get down a million, he's got to get down. And my whole thing was like, I was like, Twitter is so funny. Like, when it's not you, the reality never sets in. Literally, this guy could have never anticipated of being in that situation. It was Christmas Eve, you know, on a Saturday. So he literally would have had three hours. Matt Brown and I were texting about this. Matt Brown was like, okay, I know a whole bunch of poker buddies. I can ask them to lend me money to make bets. But if you don't have that or if you don't have cash lying around, he was kind of limited in what he could do. And he was a yard away from winning it all. A yard on a fourth and one. And Pickett maybe got the yard. They gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And now this poor guy lost yesterday on the Dolphins. Two of the remaining three people had the Bucks last night. And, oh they, and so he was rooting for them to lose, and they got home. And so he has been eliminated. And I feel for the guy. I hope he. Million, I hope yeah. he got something down, but like go, to, yeah. to, to think that he got this massive amount of money down on it is just unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, you have a million sitting in your safe at home. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just so funny. People are like, oh, he should be doing this, and he should be doing. Really, it's yeah. Christmas Eve. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we got games to get to. What's next? Uh, next game here, we've got the Jets versus the Seahawks. Okay, Jets uh, go from seven and four to seven and eight. Four straight losses, as Jets fans famously know. The Bengals clinched a playoff berth with that loss, and we we went through uh, with that loss, and we went through the whole Zach uh, Wilson thing where he was like seven of thirteen for seventy eight yards of the first half. He had, he eventually just, I mean, had to sit for Streveler. You had their whole playoff playoff position on the line, and you sit your number two pick in the draft. That's how bad he was. And as Richard Sherman said afterwards, when Mike White beat up the Bears' defense, everybody was like, hey, wait, but it's the Bears' defense. Well, the Jags' D sucks. 27th overall, Wilson couldn't do anything against him. Seattle's lost five of six, talking about a team that has fallen on hard times. And basically, the only thing I'll say about that game against Kansas City, even though they only lost by two touchdowns, they failed on a fourth down at the KC 34. Colby Parkinson stood up. 
failed on a fourth down again when Laquan Treadwell, Laquan Treadwell uh, failed to run his route, came up short of the first down markers. They failed to score at the Kansas City 22 when Smith overthrew Treadwell, was picked by Juan Thornhill in the end zone. Anyway, it was just a, whenever they needed it the most, they couldn't get it done. Geno ended up 25 of 40 for 215, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice. Kenneth Walker, 26 for 107. They held Kansas City to 14 first downs and outgained them 333 to 297. Out time of possession them by over 10 minutes didn't matter. I will say Seattle by a field goal here. The 7-8 and eight Seahawks, who are a half game out of the NFC playoff picture, and the Jets, who are currently on the outside looking in a game behind the Dolphins. Who do you think is going to be quarterback? For the, the Jets? Jets? Yeah. I, I don't know. I got a three-point differential here. Between Michael White, Michael White, and Wilson, and Zach what, Wilson. What about between Mike White and Strebler? <laughs> like I don't know. I have no idea what they're doing. I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd put White and Strebler in the same. I, I mean, uh, Wilson and Strebler in the same. So thing. you think if it's you think if it's White that the spread will be? I, I think be. if Mike White is a quarterback, I make the Jets a slight favorite, one and a half. But if it's uh, if, if it's Wilson, I make Seattle one and a half. That's you know I got a three point. Oh, so you you've got the Jets as a favorite if it's Mike White. Yeah. Who I would bet the Seahawks. Okay. Well, it's pick them virtually. I will take the Seahawks in this game. I have no faith in the Jets. Well, that's my second. I I don't have much faith in the Seahawks the way they've been playing lately either. I don't either, but somehow I think they pull this one out. Yeah, I'm an open pick. I you know, and I'm just. Jets Reserve def- the right to change my mind if I see yeah. who's going to be the quarterback. As we say, though, with most Jets games, the Jets defense will be the best Jets, unit on the field. The, the Jets defense is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Seattle, we expected them to be horrible this year, and they're starting to get to that level. Let's go next, Wyatt. All right, next one, NFC North matchup. Kelly Bidlin's Vikings versus my Green Bay Packers. Okay, this is afternoon game? Correct. Okay, this is a great game here. So now Minnesota's 12-3. and three. They have 11 one-score wins this year, the most in NFL history. They are 11-0 and in one-score games. Here's what's even more amazing. They're 12-3, and and they have a plus-five-point differential. First of all, do you know there's only four teams in the NFC that have a positive-point differential? Is that right? The Niners, Cowboy, Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys being the other three. But the Vikings, plus-five wow. at 12-3. and Cousins, 34-48 for 299 in that win over the Giants. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked four times. Jefferson, wow, is this kid great. 12 for 133 and a touchdown. Jefferson passes Randy Moss to set the single-season Vikings record for receiving yards with 1,723. Hit the 100-yard mark. Listen to this. He hit the 100-yard mark for the 24th time in his career. That's the most in NFL history through a player's first four seasons. Guess what? It's Jefferson's third year. Gil, he might be the best player in the league. The best player in the league. He is. The, I'm not uh, sure he's not. Prohibitive offensive player of the year favorite now. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, career high 13 catches for 109 and two touchdowns. By the way, the Lions giving up Hawkinson to a division rival needs to be revisited. Yeah. That was bad. That was weird, yeah. We said it was bad at the time, but it is really bad. Uh, the Vikings were outgained 445 to 353 by the Giants. They were plus two in turnovers. And then there's Green Bay. We talked about them beating the Dolphins. But really, as you said, Chrissy, was it a Green Bay win or a Dolphins loss? Rodgers, 24 for 38, thir- 24 of 38 for 238, one touchdown, one picks. He was sacked twice. Plus three in turnovers led to uh, nine Green Bay net points. But in reality, much worse because... Miami was going in for a go-ahead score, and then they had the end-of-game pick. I have this as a pick So now Minnesota is another team that I have 
chronically overrated in the market. Yeah. Uh, You're laughing. Boy, I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm laughing because I'm looking at, like, the overnight lines. I saw it anywhere from between Pickham and four. Whoa. Green Bay, four. Uh, my numbers come to three. Uh, there was mostly three and a half this morning, but it's now come to the, down to three with juice on the favorite. Uh, I'm going to open three. I'm, you know, they love these threes. Of course, it's the last three they're ever going to see in their life. You know, so they sure. got to bet me that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but I'm going to open three, and, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll lay it to me. But but this number has fluctuated all over the place, and I can see why. This is a crazy game. It Green is. Bay playing. Are they playing great? I don't think so. They're winning. I don't know that they're playing great. But I could say the exact same thing about Minnesota. Yeah. They're winning. Are they playing great? 12-3 and three at plus 5, 11-0 in one-score games. Wyatt, real quick, let's throw in uh, one last one here. Uh, we've got the Rams versus the Chargers. Chargers haven't played. They play the Colts tonight. Four-and-a-half-point favorites. The Rams beat the Broncos 51-14. to Baker Mayfield was 24-28 of 28 for 230. What a game. Two touchdowns, no picks. He wasn't sacked. Akers, 23 for 118. Three touchdowns and again, plus four in turnovers. Sight unseen, I'll say the Chargers minus seven. Oh, you're dead on. It's seven. My numbers come lower. Six. I don't know. They're betting against, I don't know what they're, you know, I, I'm going to open seven. I don't know what the hell to think about the Rams right now. I really don't. I, I like a few of these games so far. We'll get yeah. to that and our primetime games, including the Ravens and the Steelers flexed and maybe the game of the week. Definitely the game of the week. Bengals and Bills coming up. We go to Sunday night. What do we got, Wyatt? Sunday night's going to be a good matchup. We've got the Steelers against the Ravens. So they announced on uh, Saturday that this would be the game that was flexed. Could have gone Minnesota-Green Bay. Could have gone Miami-New England. Could have gone Jets and Seattle even. They went Pittsburgh and Baltimore. The 7-8 and eight Steelers. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Don't get me started. I can't believe we lost to this Raider team a couple weeks ago, but go ahead. And the 10-5 and Baltimore Ravens, by the way, that game in Pittsburgh was 9 degrees. It felt like minus 7 in the Franco Harris Immaculate Reception Tribute game. Really became a, uh, a beautiful ceremony for, for the uh, Steelers. Uh, now passed away running back hero. 14-place, 72-yard, 8-minute, 22-second Raiders touchdown drive to start this one. Carter Renfro for 14-7 and nothing. Las Vegas down seven and nothing fourth and one at the uh, Raiders 30 for the Steelers three minutes left in the second quarter picket for two yards that led to a Boswell field goal seven to three Raiders now the second half Steelers are down 10 to three picket picked by Denzel Perryman before he got hurt Carr then picked by Arthur Mollette on the next play that led to a missed Boswell 52 yard field goal which was curious that they went for that Carr then picked by Minka Fitzpatrick which led to nothing. Teams traded punts, and then A.J. Cole shanked his. Steelers started at their own 45, six seconds into the fourth quarter. They kick a Boswell 40-yard field goal. It's 10-6 to six, uh, with 9.52 left. And a lot of people, when they kick that field goal with 9.52 left, are like, what are they doing? Raiders punt, Steelers punt. Raiders punt, Steelers get the ball with 2.55 left at their own 24, down 10-6, to six, and they start to matriculate down the field. Fourth and one at the Raiders' 15, 55 seconds left. Again, the gentleman, we, we don't know if he's a gentleman, the person who had Mad Dog 2 and the Mad Dog 2 entry. If the Raiders make this stop, he wins $6.133 million. And as I mentioned, not only did they not make this stop and the Steelers win, but he ended up picking the Dolphins yesterday and is out in what is just a brutal turn of events. 
But Pickett got the one yard, although some really granular video later showed that he might not have. But they gave it to him. And the next play, Pickett to Pickens for 14. I know you love that combination. Pickett to Pickens for 14. Touchdown, 13 to 10 Steelers. 46 seconds left. Second play from scrimmage. Car picked by Cameron Sutton. Ball game. Steelers win it. Pickett, 26 of 39 for 244. One touchdown, one pick. He was not sacked. He was 7 of 9 for 75 and a touchdown on the game-winning drive. And again, as I mentioned, they held the Raiders to 13 first downs, 201 total yards, 72 of which came on the first drive of the game, and the Steelers were plus 2 in turnovers. And then there's Baltimore, who clinched their 10th playoff berth in 15 seasons under John Harbaugh. They can win the AFC North if they win out. Baltimore's defense has allowed more than 14 points in a game just once since the start of November. And on Saturday, they held the Falcons without a touchdown on four red zone trips. Huntley only completed nine forward passes, nine of 17 for 115 against the Falcons. One touchdown, no picks. He wasn't sacked. And a wide receiver had a receiving touchdown for the Ravens for the first time since yeah. week three. Jeez. Demarcus Robinson to put the uh, Ravens up 14 to nothing after the two-point conversion. I don't know how the Ravens have gotten to 10 and 5, but yeah. somehow they have. Me neither. I'll say a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Who's the Steelers. Who's playing quarterback? Yeah. Who's playing quarterback for the – Yeah. We I got to say, I agree with your number. I made it three-and-a-half if, it's, if Lam- it's Lamar Jackson. If it's Lamar Jackson. If it's not. Hunt- Huntley, by the way, stinks. <laughs> Just okay. a side note. Just a side note. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's I'm, right. It's a three-point differential for me. I mean, and Huntley has played well in spots, but now you think these defensive coordinators aren't watching films and stuff like yeah. that? You know, yeah, he just does not have that much talent. That's why he was either undrafted or sixth or seventh round draft, whatever he was. I, I mean, it, and right now the numbers telling me they expect Lamar Jackson to play, and I just looked it up. He's questionable. So three and a half is okay. I'm going to open it three and a half because I think that's the right number if it is Lamar Jackson. But if it's not, I, this number has to be like one or Why, maybe even pick. Can we call the audible and do the pro tip right here? Because this is this is apropos. Of course. Um, we, in the first hour, we said, you know, you got to know the motivations of these teams. In other words, the Jaguars and the Titans, for instance, have nothing to play for in their respective games this year. Well, this hour, and this sounds very basic, and it is, but, I mean, have we had a week like this 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 year where we have not known in as many games who's playing quarterback? Much like motivation in the first hour, you need to know who's playing quarterback in these games. Maybe the Mike White to Zach Wilson decision for the Jets is the biggest one because the line can be so different from quarterback to quarterback. And at this time of year, I don't know how you can bet some of these without knowing it for sure. Lamar Jackson and a... Tyler Huntley being a great example. Yeah, of that I just as well. looked up his QBR was sixteen point four. Yeah. Huntley, he's not very good. He's not a good quarterback. All your pro tips searchable at Veasan.com for Veasan Pro subscribers only twenty a day, at least twenty a day, one every hour on the network. Which brings us to Monday night. Ooh. This has to be the best Monday night game of the year: Bills versus Bengals. Now, this could be the game of the year. The twelve and three Buffalo Bills, after having beaten the uh, Bears, and the eleven and four Bengals after. Crushing the Patriots, then somehow gacking the game away, and then somehow winning it. Buffalo clinched the AFC East with their sixth straight win. Allen, Josh Allen, that is, 15 of 26 for 172 in that game against the Bears. Two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked once, six carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. By the way, Josh Allen, we talked about Justin Jefferson and how amazing his numbers are. Josh Allen broke a tie with Dan Marino 
for the most touchdowns in a player's first five NFL seasons. And we all remember how yeah. Marino came out of the box. Yeah, listen, I, I think Josh Allen is great, but boy, I'd love to see Danny Marino in this league right oh now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine? Oh. With all the rules favoring the yeah. offense. Oh, my. Devin Singletary, 12, of one, 12 for 106 and a touchdown in the game against the Bears. They held the Bears. The Bills did to 11 first downs, 2 of 12 on third down, 1 of 4 on fourth and outgained Chicago 426 to 209 in a game that was somehow close for a very long time. Okay, and then the Bengals. The Bengals won their seventh straight with that amazing win over the Patriots, and by amazing I mean complete roller coaster, where they dominated and somehow almost lost outright. They, now here's the thing with the with the Bengals. They can clinch the AFC North with a win and a Ravens loss or with a Week 18 win against Baltimore. But here's the part that I'm not sure people are aware of. The Bengals are still alive for the number one seed. Mm -hmm. They would be the number one seed in the AFC with wins in their final two games, including this one against Buffalo, and one Chiefs loss. Burrow was 40 of 52 against the Patriots for 375. Three touchdowns, two picks, sacked twice. Higgins, 8 for 128 at touchdown. They held the Pats to 15 first downs. They outgained New England 442 to 285. They out time of possession them by more than 13 minutes, actually 13 and a half minutes. And they were minus two in turnovers and overcame it. Cincinnati by one and a half? Exactly my number, Cincy one and a half. <clears throat> right now it's Buffalo one virtually everywhere. Give me the Bengals. <laughs> I'm going to open pick. And if they bet me Buffalo, and if I go in needing Cincy, so be it. By the way, I was texting a bunch of my Pittsburgh friends over the weekend. And this is like while well, Cincy was looking like they were going to win by a million. I said, boys, get used to this because we've got about a decade of Joe Burrow. Is he the best? You know, I can't say he's the best yet, but he's got to be right there, boy. I'll tell you. And they got some talent on that team. You know, they, got, they beefed up their offensive line, which really took a while to kind of come together. But right now they're playing some pretty good football. But, you know, I, and I, I didn't like um, – What's what's the coach Zach um, uh, Zach Taylor? Zach I didn't Taylor. like him, yeah. but he's gotten better. He's improved. Uh, so this team's going to be around the while. But I, I I like them in this spot. I don't love them. I made it one and a half. But if I go in needing Cincy, that's fine. There's a lot of games I like here. Now there's a couple. There's a few games that are unplayable. But I already bet Carolina based on that number against mm -hmm. Tampa Bay. You took you, three. I took the three. Okay. I'll even maybe make another by three and a half. I like Cincinnati because I think the wrong team's favored. I'll have to see on the White versus Wilson thing with the Jets, but yeah. I kind of lean Seattle. Minnesota, I mean, I think, again, they're getting a little disrespected. But if you're giving me three, is it three and a hook, are you saying, in some spots? Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. But, I'll, yeah, but I'll it's take three, three even money. I'll take the three. And then I kind of like Washington. Like, there's a bunch. How about you? Well, I like the Rams getting seven. Oh, I mean, man. seven's a lot of points in the end. Yeah. Uh, I like the Bengals. Um, I like uh, I like Carolina myself. And uh, I'll have to look at the rest of the menu. But those those kind of jump out at me. And by the way, the Eagles, I said I, I made the number seven. It opened six and a half everywhere. It's seven now everywhere. That is going to be what I'm opening. The game. Seven. It only gets more interesting from here. Good luck with uh, the game tonight as well. If you're betting that pre-flop, the Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from Beeson.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.